yes people the girl went alone to ghana boy was it a trip i've always wanted to travel to ghana like i mean the places the food the experiences such as afro chiller afro nation not to mention the people the vibes you know what i mean so about the weather my expectation was that my sweat will be sweating ghana is near the equator so that means that it's gonna be hot super super hot and i'm gonna be honest the girl was nosy hi fam i'm joy and welcome to the verse box pod this is where i discuss all things related to finances and our futures how the way we think ultimately affects our financial decisions and determines how we spend our money so for those who follow me on my personal instagram you probably saw that i was posting about ghana and thought is she there i don't know yes i was there on holiday but what you did not know was that i went on my own me myself and i went alone to ghana mm-hmm. yes people the girl went alone to ghana boy was it a trip but i thought since i went on the trip you know let me share about what it is like to be on a holiday on your own but also what it's like to travel from south africa to ghana so why ghana you're probably thinking that is so random well i've been blessed and privileged to be able to travel abroad for a long time but in doing so i haven't done a lot of african countries i'm quite ashamed to say that but Nevertheless, the only African country that I've been to was Mauritius and I thought actually I've always wanted to travel to Ghana. Like, I mean, the places, the food, the experiences such as Afrochiller, Afro Nation, not to mention the people, the vibes, you know what I mean. A part of me also wanted to go to Ghana because it is one of the biggest economies on the continent. And I wanted to see what the competition was like. I also wanted to hear what the stereotypes are or what other Africans think of us as South Africans and whether those things are good, bad or both. Let's be real. When Africa is portrayed in the media, you didn't really get to see the positive and good picture unless we documented ourselves. And I'm going to be honest, the girl was nosy. Okay, so confession time. I only decided to go to Ghana in September when I knew that I was planning on going in December that year. So it's like, what, four four months of planning? It really wasn't a lot. So now I'm going to be speaking about my expectations. So first things first, as you can see, I'm a female. And coming from South Africa, traveling abroad, the stigma of going to another African country is usually like, Girl, aren't you going to be scared? You're going to be kidnapped or human trafficked or whatever else. I'll admit those thoughts were running through my head. But based on what the one friend or one of my sister's friends, what she's been telling me, she was like, it's going to be fine. You'll be okay. Here's my contact details in case anything happens, which I highly doubt. So, yeah, that was definitely like my first concern. And then also telling my parents, hey, I'm going to a country that you guys haven't been to or anyone that you know of. Yeah, that was very interesting. I'm not even going to lie. And two days before the trip, fam, I was freaking out. 
I almost didn't even go on the plane because I was like, you know that time when you plan something and then when it really happens, you're like, it's like, imagine the person like trying to do a long jump and they run and then when they get to the jump, they're just like, oh, no, nah, actually not. I'm not going to jump. I was having that same feeling. And then eventually I was like, mm-mm. You booked this trip. You already spent all this money. The only thing you need to do is get on that plane. For me, that was also indication that the unknown, the fear of the unknown will also stop you from doing things that will literally change the your whole life or rather change the course of your life. Sometimes the unknown is good. It's even great because not only... it. Does it expand your network, but it also expands like just your experience of life as a whole. So about the weather, my expectation was that my sweat will be sweating. I mean, let's be real. Ghana is near the equator. So that means that it's going to be hot, super, super hot from I was trying to understand what I can expect. And then I came up with the following. You have Durban tropical heat mixed with Northern Cape slash Stellenbosch December heat. I don't know if that combination makes sense, but in my head that did. <laughs> when you make a booking for your visa, do it three weeks before your trip. Why am I saying this? Ghana's biggest tourism boom happens between January and December every single year. And you might want to do that in order to avoid any delays. Next up, I'll be chatting about packing. So I met a guy while standing in the line for my visa. And he actually told me that cotton is the best material to wear when visiting Ghana. Nothing too tight. Otherwise, you're going to be a sticky mess. I also packed in bug spray slash ointment because in my head, I was thinking, should I get bitten by something? I don't have to go and scram to find a pharmacy while clearly needing one ASAP. So I just like, you know, try to avoid that thing. At least I didn't need it. Also remember to pack in a British plug or a international adapter so that you can actually charge your phone and other devices. Whenever I go on holiday, I always like to pack in for the what ifs. Meaning, trying to pack in looks that can easily transform from day to night by just swapping out stuff like your accessories, changing up your makeup, heels, or maybe even wearing formal flat shoes, I would highly recommend those. But also, ladies, there's usually no limit to the amount of what-ifs you can have unless your airline stops you at 23 kgs. Another thing, double-check what your airline allows for you to take to Ghana and also from Ghana. Oh yeah, remember to pack in your sunscreen, your hat, sunglasses. For those who have an afro, just like mine, I actually got really nice bucket hats at Superbulous. It was actually on sale at the time. Because usually, let's be real, you guys know exactly what I'm referring to. Bucket hats on this amount of hair is just gonna like, it's gonna look awkward. Like It's just gonna hang ten. Unless I have to tie my hair and I was not about to look like a red lobster when I came back from Ghana. I actually didn't tan that much, to be honest. But in any case. Then, since I knew I would be going on day tours, I also packed in like a cute smallish backpack. I was planning on buying something at the market, but in the event that I didn't get to it, I at least had something. 
So just remember to pack that in. Date was. So this was an interesting one. First of all, how did I find the date or how did I find the date was? So what I did was I would actually go on YouTube and look for travel vlogs to try and see if they maybe recommended someone or tagged someone. But most of my, I would say, research was done on Instagram. I would literally type in Ghana and then tours and see what pops up and then compare like the prices and how they structure the tours. You would also see that the tours tend to be priced in US dollars or Ghanaian CDs or cities. I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyway, so either way, both are much stronger than the Rand and probably still, they still are. So I would say just pick your poison (laughs) at this point in time. Payments were a big issue. Um, They tried, or rather, when I eventually chose to date tours, it was two different tours and groups. I had a conversation with them over WhatsApp and they said they prefer three methods of payment. Either PayPal, World Remit or SendWaves. SendWaves was not available in South Africa, so that was a no. Then the PayPal, that one worked, likely, but the World Remit didn't work. So what I did was I contact, yeah, I got in contact with one of the guys of on one of the day tour groups and then asked them, is it okay if I pay cash on the day what i will say on this note is that if i had to do it all over again i would definitely pay for everything or go to the airport exchange everything into other u.s dollars or Ghanaian cities because when you start paying for things on your, your card overseas you're also going to pay for international transaction fees on top of the exchange rate times the amount that you're going to spend. And all those things add up. So just putting that out there. In choosing the daters, I will say this. I was super stalking their Instagram profiles. Not only seeing what it is that they were posting, but whoever else was tagging them, trying to see what their experience was like and maybe getting a review. In making the payments, so... Yeah, the whole time I was trying to negotiate and book a slot, I was asking myself, like, am I going to get scammed? Like, is this legit? I think it's probably because I'm not used to doing business over WhatsApp or paying things over WhatsApp. I don't know. But yeah, that for me definitely was at the back of my mind. I was not scammed. But I did tell myself that if I lose this money, like... I'm not going to go on a day tour because I'm not, I'm not going to pay twice for a day tour. Like, bam, no way. But luckily, everything worked out. And you will see that if you go and look at my travel vlogs, I will make sure to post them. So I have two general tips. One being when doing a solo trip, I would highly recommend that you send your accommodation and flight details to your closest family and friends so that they know when you're going and where you're staying. Maybe also a contact person who's in and around the area. And then also just pop them a message saying, hey, I'm still alive. You know, I'm good. You don't have to worry. At least once a day. At least. Another thing I would say is getting a SIM card in Ghana. For me, that was definitely the biggest thing or one of the most hassle-free things that I did while I was there. 
Luckily for me, my uncle actually went to Ghana a few months ahead of time. So he was actually able to give me his SIM card. The nice part about it is that if I wanted to go somewhere, I wasn't restricted to a place where there's free Wi-Fi because that's not always a sure thing. So getting around, getting an Uber, like trying to research while I'm on the road, stuff like that, I would just highly recommend getting a SIM card instead of relying solely on Wi-Fi. If you can roam, by all means do that. But for us other people, just get a SIM card. So back to the budget, right? In 2020, while we were all in lockdown, I told myself, baby girl, you have not been to Ghana. And I was like, this is the year, or rather, this is the decade. So what I did was, in saving for the trip, I told myself, I'm not going to touch my savings or investments. Like, there's no way I'm doing that. I know that I'm one of the fortunate people who's able to do that. Sometimes, I mean... Most of us actually save for a trip like this. For me, I was just like, I'm not going to touch anything that I already worked on. So what I did was I cut back on my entertainment from 2021 up until 2022. And it actually helped. I would also say that spending a bit of money every single month over a longer period of time was much better than just spending a big chunk of your money and then having cash flow issues. I mean, nothing. Entertainment, tours, and everything in between. So I looked at various places on Instagram. That was, and the travel vlogs. I would highly recommend looking at travel vlogs. And then I made like a list of all the restaurants, um, beaches, unique experiences, and tried to book or cross check that with what's on the website how much it would cost in rent, and then it was just too much work. What I ended up doing is just compiling like, or basically saying, in total, for all things entertainment, this is how much I'm willing to spend outside of Afronation and Afrochella. Very important. On those two events, the tickets, I think, came out in like September for those events, and also it was priced in US dollars. I paid like around about say 3000 to 2500 for the tickets. But also one of the tickets were general admission and the other one was VIP transport. I'll admit I made the mistake of not even including it in my budget. Like at all. Somehow I forgot it between all the planning that I was trying to do. And here's the thing, the not so nice thing about going on a solo trip. All the costs on you so first of all i try to look for international brands or brands that's at least based in sa whether those ones were available in ghana in the main city accra at the time of me searching and looking for accommodation your average i would say four star accommodation was priced at like four thousand rand a night like i was just like mm-mm that is too expensive. I even cross-checked that with the website themselves, uh, booking.com, and I didn't book a thing on booking.com. So what did Joy do? I actually went on Airbnb, put in my like parameters or what I wanted, and eventually saw a very nice place. 
I ended up choosing a place close to the embassies because I knew that it would be top-notch and also centrally located, meaning close to everything that is hip and happening. On the travel vlogs, I will say this, do include this into your research and in doing so, you can actually check mine out about my own experiences on this trip. But anyway, back to the travel vlogs. It gives you a taste and I would say more of a realistic view of how the place really is like. I also want to say that your experience will definitely not be the same as the person whose travel vlog you're watching. So just keep that in mind. But also there are elements for which you can mentally prepare yourself for. And then flights. So this was the interesting one. I started off with googleflights.com and then cross-checked those prices with what actually happened or appeared on the airline's actual website. But then I came across skyscanner.com. I haven't used it before. But then what ended up happening was the route that was on Google Flights, I got it for less or much less on skyscanner.com. Another thing on the flights, there are a lot of options available between Ghana and South Africa, whether you choose to travel from Cape Town, Johannesburg, or any other city, you'll probably connect to a flight from Cape Town or a flight from Joburg. There are direct flights available, but they don't fly as frequent as you would think. I will say this. I booked my flights quite late, like in October. Don't do that. Like, just don't. The quicker you book your flight, the more in advance, the cheaper it will be. So just keep that in mind. If you choose to not go on holiday during a dirty December, as people call it, in any case, then it would probably be way cheaper to do it off season or rather don't go December or January. Let me know in the comment section if you ever went on a solo trip yourself and please give us some tips of what you think one should look out for, do, not do, you know. Also, have you been to Ghana? Do you want to go to Ghana? Are you planning on go to Ghana? If you have any questions, you know where to find me. That reminds me, please remember to subscribe so that you can get notifications of any new episodes and do follow me on Instagram at BurstBoxPod. Also remember to rate this episode on your streaming platforms. Have a joyous week. Bye.